0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
1: Conditioning. I'm talking about out of shape middle aged guys trying to play basketball. At the Roto Grinders party. Back to some stud athletes here. In the NBA, we'll cover FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo with all of my favorite plays for the night. Before we do that, guys, a couple of things. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Get notified when videos are coming out. Also, if you enjoy the Fantasy Bar, whether you're a long-time viewer or it's your first time here, welcome. Do me a favor. Click that thumbs up button. Really helps us out over there on YouTube, and I greatly appreciate it. One more thing before we dive in. The Single Entry Series is back over on FanDuel. So just as it says, everybody gets... One lineup. The beauty of this is your top four scores count for the week towards the leaderboard. Six weeks of contest, $30,000 prize pool in an online final. For those finalists, somebody's going to walk away with $10,000 on top of what you win while playing these tournaments. So, one entry, that baby will fill fast. A $3 entry today. Look for the grinders logo in the FanDuel lobby and get entered in the single entry series. And play against me tonight. Over on Fanduel. Alright, let's get you some plays for that, for the other games. Before we dive into things here, six guys probably not going to fit on DraftKings Fanduel A little bit easier. And just know, this is not meant as a lineup building process. This is meant to give you guys a the like. They may not all fit in the lineup. Sometimes you got to move some things around. And that's the case today over on DraftKings Fanduel. And definitely make it happen. So just wanted to let you know about that. Alright, let's get into the plays. Here for Wednesday night. Big slate of games. Looks like a fun slate of games. Let's start. The point guard position with Mike Conley of the Jazz. So Conley stepped back in the starting lineup last game. Top 30 minutes. Also went over 30 fantasy points as you'd expect. The thing that did not go up besides the fantasy points in a minute is the price. DraftKings sure, bumped them up to 5100 Still way too cheap. Vandal, 4300 Probably the best value on the board if you're playing cash games. Lock him in. Tournaments, plenty of upside as you see. With 30 fantasy points, we're talking about an easy 7x return on that salary. And the matchup here, fantastic. Denver bottom 10 in defensive efficiency against the point guard position. So, Conley back in that starting lineup. Look at what you were paying earlier in the season for him. An easy lock and load in cash games and tournaments. Love him there as well, especially on FanDuel at only $4,300. right, what are we going to do with those savings for Mike Conley We're going to spend up at the center position, Carl Anthony Towns of Minnesota. So yes, you're paying over 10 on both sides, but I think well worth it here tonight. We're talking about pretty much a 50-burger each and every night for Carl Anthony Towns. In fact, he's done that on DraftKings in six of the last seven games. And let's go back to the last game versus Atlanta. Tore it up, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, and even 2 block shots in that game, and we know this Atlanta interior has not gotten any better. They do not defend anybody, and as you see, give up a ton of fantasy points here. A pace-up game. Minnesota projected one of the highest team totals we have on the board here tonight. They're short-handed, and Carl Anthony Towns' balls out here tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. So, we mentioned Minnesota being short-handed, How many Wolves is too many? I think you want to cram a few in your lineup. Let's get another one here in the six-pack. Small forward, Josh Cody so a lot of these guys are going to be popular tonight for a good reason. This team is going to play with very limited bodies here tonight. And I think Kogi one of those guys, can really help you out, get some value in your lineup. We mentioned Minnesota projected for a ton of points here tonight. Well, they're projected for over nine more points than their season average. So a great matchup here. We know with the defenseless Atlanta Hawks, scoring wings have been a thorn in the side of the Hawks, one of the worst teams in defense versus archetype against that type of player. Again, you can always find that information right here on rotogrinders.com. But Akogi, a great value here tonight. Should play a ton of minutes. Was already playing solid mid-20s minutes. I'm expecting that number to creep up closer to 30. We've seen some 30 burgers out of this game. If we can approach an 8-9, 10-X upside return here, I think it's very possible. Josh Akogi should end the night. One of the best value plays on the board. All right, we like Minnesota. Well, let's go to the other side of the game. Really like Atlanta as well. We're going to roll with their stud, point guard Trey Young. So again, DraftKings, it's going to be tough to fit these guys in, but if you build this stack of this game, these are the pieces that I want in it. Handle, you can definitely get it done a little bit easier. But we're talking about huge upside here. You know that. You've rostered Trey Young, you've used him before. If you haven't, you've seen guys at the top of the leaderboard with Trey Young. 70 burgers. In fact, he's done it three times over the last couple of weeks, so massive upside here, even at 10K ish price tags. And against Minnesota last game, Anthony Towns was impressive. Trey Young was just as good in that game, 37-9-6. and six. And if he didn't have the seven turnovers, the numbers would have been even better there in the fantasy point department. But Minnesota, another team, really struggles with players like Trey Young, one of the worst teams in the league in defense versus archetype against a player like Trey Young. So pay the money, worth it here tonight. Love this game. Love the studs in this game and plenty of value on the Minnesota side. Makes this game very stackable with Trey Young viable in all formats and on all sites here tonight against minnesota all right let's go to the next play you can play him at point guard shooting guard small forward depends on where you're playing karis lavert of the nets so the weird point guard small forward pairing on DraftKings for laverge shooting guard eligible over on fando which i love plugging him into that spot tough position over there tonight but no kyrie irving very simple takes a ton of usage out of that lineup, and we saw Levert really step up. And it's not only the fantasy points I'm looking at; big minutes there as well. They need that scoring punch out of him. Spencer Dinwiddie, a fine play as well, but Levert remains too cheap here—only 4,500 on FanDuel, even DK with the bumped-up price to 5,700. Still, plenty of meat on that bone to get it done and to vastly outproduce these salaries. Warriors, no matter what we look at here, they are bad. Fantasy points allowed. Defense versus archetype. Defensive efficiency. We could go on and on and on here. We're going to cut them off. We're going to stop with all the numbers here. Golden State, terrible defensively. Levert gives the Nets set offensive punch. They are lacking without Kyrie Irving. Don't overthink this one. Get them right back in those lineups here tonight. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Wednesday night. But before we do that, guys, we're going to continue to run it back and say thank you. To you guys for watching the video, for hitting that thumbs up button. Make sure you've done that. For subscribing to the video, we're gonna do it again with the beast of the Night contest. All you gotta do get in is get in the comment section below the video. Let me know fantasy points for my Beast of the Night. Let's go with DraftKings tonight. And the closest guest gonna win themselves three free days of Roto Grinders Premium. So, no stat lines, don't give me a fan stat line. I need a DraftKings. Stat line, DraftKings fantasy points, that is, for my beast of the night for that shot at some Roto-Raiders premium. So, who are we looking at? Who are we guessing on? Let's take a look. My favorite play for Wednesday night. You know, Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We've saved you some money. We've spent some money. We're going to go up towards the top. Not all the way up here, but we're going to spend some more money here at Power Forward Center. Christoph Porzingis, tonight's beast of the night. Now you talk about a beast, you take Luka Doncic out of this lineup, and Kristaps Porzingis has been an absolute monster too, back-to-back, huge double-doubles for Porzingis, and it obviously makes a lot of sense. No Luka in that lineup, numbers jump way up for Porzingis, almost 1.4 fantasy points per minute, we're talking about a usage rate that almost touches 30% here. And Memphis has struggled with this position, giving up a lot of fantasy points to the power forward position. You say, hey, you he might play some center. They're middle of the pack there as well. The point is, they need offense. Luka off the floor, leaves a lot of numbers on the floor. And Porzingis has done his best. Superman, impersonation here, picking up the slack. I don't think that stops here with this matchup with Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr., a guy that you can get into foul trouble very easily. And Porzingis does whatever he wants here tonight, goes nuts here again. And again, prices have not adjusted under 9K on both sides. Easy plug-and-play for me. Christoph Porzingis, easily my favorite play on the night And tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up for Wednesday night in the Fantasy Bar. As always, any comments, questions, feedback, whatever you guys want to talk about, get in the comment section right below the video. Don't forget Fantasy Points for Porzingis on DraftKings for your shot three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium. And make sure you enter the single-entry series. Don't wait. That baby will fill up. Only $3 over there on Fanduel. Everybody gets one lineup. Let's see whose lineups are the best, and I will be in there. Bring it. Let me know your team name. Let's go head-to-head in that single-entry series. Looking forward to it. For rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying Salud. Best of luck tonight, guys. We'll take tomorrow off kind of a thin schedule of games. Be right back here on Friday with six more plays for it. Good luck. We'll see you on Friday.
2: What is up, everybody, and welcome to Grinders Live, the flagship edition here on a Wednesday 9 NBA slate, breaking down some NBA players for you today, doing it with uh, my guy over here, SBK at the Nashville office, is taking time out of his busy day to join us on, the, on a Grinders Live. We're all so privileged here.
3: What's going oh. on, brother? It's good to be on with you.
2: <laughs> Bro, talk to me about that smooth jump shot you got. How'd, where'd you learn that? Where'd you learn to play ball like that, man?
3: Hey, man, it, uh, the first couple games went well. I think as soon as uh, – basketball shape's a different kind of shape than what I'm in at this point. That is for sure. Um, I think once I ran a little bit, kind of lost the legs. It it got ugly toward the end. But, um, yeah, when I had it at the beginning, I was pretty content with where that was, where that was going. Um, wish we could have pulled off the championship, but hats off to Team JSU. We drafted very well. Um, I was glad to get past Big T's team, though, and know, at least get to the championship. That was – somewhat rewarding you sunk the game winner on us
2: in 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 the elimination game to get to the championship you sunk the freaking game winner on on a little kick out by jj
3: yeah yeah kind of a broken play um but yeah in a tie game it was i don't even know if i realized at the moment that it was kind of a do or die situation which might have been a good thing to be honest but yeah glad that that one went in
2: yeah it was a heartbreaker i'm still having nightmares about that one but (laughs) glad glad you could join us today and uh should be fun, man. We got a lot of good info to give out, a lot of stuff to talk about here before we get started on any basketball stuff. Uh, the first thing, the promo today, the like and subscribe promo. We need 300 likes during this show, guys. Big prize on the hook here. Big prize. If we get 300 likes during this program, uh, Lineup HQ is going to be free to use tonight. So if you want to see how that works out, uh, you know the projections, ownership. I mean, it just comes with everything. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll walk you through some things here in a little bit. But lineup HQ is definitely a thing where you can build lineups for single entry, for cash games, for GPPs, 100 lineups, 150 at a time if you want to do it all. But you get it for free tonight with 300 likes. So if you're sitting there on the YouTube or wherever you're at watching, it, click on that like button, man. It, it keeps the it keeps the show driven. It keeps us going. And you get a little prize at the end, too. So 300 likes is what we're looking for there for shoot for free for everyone tonight. So get on that. Next big piece of business, this FanDuel single-entry series is going on right now. I like it. I'm signed up for it. I'm going to sign up every day it's played for the next six weeks because eh, this is good stuff right here. I like a little single-entry challenge. This week is the $3 level. The uh, buy-ins are going to change every week. $3 this week, it'll go up. And then down again, then up again for the next six weeks. And at the end of the week, somebody will sit atop that leaderboard and uh, get a chance to move on to the the final round, which is going to be for ten thousand dollar first place prize. But everybody in that final round gets paid. So get in there and sign up for that. It's uh you get your lowest score dropped. So if you miss a day, no big deal, man. You can get you can still get get back in there and you can still win this thing at the end of the week. Uh, so sign up for that. Get in there three dollar level on DraftKings right now. In fact, I, I was kind of looking over today, and I'm one of the guys who, who I like to go in there and I like to click on a tournament on DraftKings, on FanDuel, wherever it's at. I got the RG extensions. I like to see what the payout structure looks like, like how much goes to first place, how much are we being charged to rank all that stuff. Looking at this thing, we're paying about eight or nine, eight or nine percent up top to first place every night in this tournament. That's a phenomenal, phenomenal price range. Like those those millionaire makers, they got like. First place, guys get like 30% of the pool these days. Even regular tournaments out there, guys are getting 20%, 25% just to first place. This one's only giving 8% to 9% to first place every night. So it's a great tournament if there wasn't even that extra reward at the end for being in there. So get in that tournament. Look for FanDuel Single Entry Series, $3 buy-in tonight, 3 k to first place tonight, in addition to all the extra stuff you can win. So you got to get in there. RG badge promo, got some names for you. I think by now you guys know how this works. If you switch over your badge, you have a chance to win some nice things if you can uh, win some tournaments or finish high in tournaments. But if you don't do any of that stuff, if you just switch over to the RG badge, you can get your name called out right here on the air. I'm going to do it right now. I got a list of names here. We'll run through these real quick. GB1Fan44, you get a shout out. R.Y. Anders. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. R.Y. Anders, you get a shout-out. Rick Try 03, you get a shout-out. Von Braun Center, shout-out to you for switching the badge. DJE38, you get your shout-out. Bucks Fan for Life, that must be rough. But Bucks Fan for Life, you get a shout-out. And then MJ Francisco, shout-out to you, man. So thank you guys for switching over your badges. Continue to do that. If you're out there and you haven't done it yet, continue to do it. You get a shout-out or you you get to win a prize. We got another good promo, the Sharp Side app, but we'll wait to talk about that for a minute. That's just a phenomenal little thing going on there. But it's just about time, guys. Guys, I'm I'm following along on the YouTube chat right now. I'm in that thing looking at there. If you got questions, shoot questions over there. I'm also trying to toggle back and forth between that and the Discord free chat. So if you're on the Discord free chat, I'm looking over there. It's a good place to poke. post some good pictures if you got some good funny pictures. If Kirk Bees is out there, we like the pictures rolling in. If you got questions, shoot some questions over there. I can can try to, if I I see them on my screen, I'll get to those too. So we like questions here. We're going to take questions. The show is about you. We wouldn't be here if you weren't watching it. So fire up your questions, get them out there. But I think now it's time to get started with this big nine game slate. So First thing I want to do is go to the situation room because uh, that's where you should be starting your prep just about every day. And especially on a day like today where there's so much news out there and it just so happens that the situation room is free today. So if you don't know by now, we got the lights we needed yesterday. So the situation room here on RG is free today. So if you didn't know and you didn't have access, now you do. So get over there and check it out. But let's talk about a few guys who are being out. There's some big names on this list here and, uh, I mean, it would just behoove us to run through some of these. The biggest name out there, the best player that's going to be sitting tonight is Luca. Luca's out again, probably out for a few games. Talk to me, SBK. Luca being out, what does that do for you tonight for, with, with Dallas?
3: I mean, Porzingis has been great, especially over his last two. I think he's been 50-plus in both those games. He's getting a few extra shots up. The rebounding upside comes up a bit. Um, And then you kind of have a couple of guards that come into play. DeLon Wright, I am like almost always in love with when there's a chance of him getting more minutes. He's kind of been a little bit all over the map since Lugo went down. You don't generally know where he's going to be minutes-wise. It kind of depends on on what they're trying to do. Um, You can generally peg him somewhere in like the mid-20s. There's obviously upside for higher than that. And given his per minute um, abilities, I think that – especially where he's priced on both sides. he's absolutely in play for tournaments. Jalen Brunson's still an option, not necessarily as sexy of an option, I think, as, as Wright is, but um, another guard there that's, that's in play. I don't know that I'm really enthralled with the Dallas side outside of Porzingis. I will probably have some Tim Hardaway Jr. in tournaments, but I think beyond Porzingis, it'll be mainly DeLon Wright for me.
2: Yeah, Porzingis is the big one. I uh, I was doing some expert rankings today, and I got that page pulled up right now, guys. If you're following along, the screen right there, and I like to rank them, and then go back later on, and as the day and we'll update them later, but as the day goes on, see where, where everybody else's head is there too. And I have Porzingis ranked number one at his position on all the sites, and then I thought I was going to be like the one guy who did that, and then there was other guys going to be, uh, you know, other guys were going to rank other guys. Up there, But looking at it, Porzingis is ranked number one by Meansy, Dean, Notorious. So that guy, he's getting a lot of traction today as well he deserves to. So, yeah, I like Porzingis a lot. He's, he's an absolute stud tonight. Another big injury, uh, Kyrie's been out for a couple games, but I think the big development here recently is Karis Lavert stepped up, man. Dinwiddie's been the guy all year that's taken up the slack with Kyrie out. But last game, Karis, come, he had that really bad injury last year. Uh, but, man, when he was – before that injury, he was, he was actually balling pretty good. Stepped up last game. Do you, do you trust him tonight with Kyrie being out, or do you think that was more of a flu game?
3: No, I, I definitely do trust him. I mean, a lot of the early season time when we had Kyrie sitting, we didn't really have LaVert as an option. If we did, he was kind of on somewhat of a minutes restriction. So now that we're kind of getting him, you know, at relative full strength, the price on Fandle was laughably low. I think he's one of the best values there, really, at any position. DraftKings, I think off the top of my head, he's 5'7", I want to say, salary-wise. So even that's not terribly prohibitive. It's obviously tougher to, you know, stomach that in cash games. But if he's going to play minutes in the you know mid to low to mid-30s, I mean, he's absolutely got a ceiling to, to hit value at that price. Um, and, yeah, Dinwiddie, still certainly an option, I don't think. You know, even if Levert does eat into a little bit of that production, I think we're doing his price now. There still is some, you know, I, I'd like his chances of exceeding value here. So I'm going to be on both of those guys. Um, and also touring Prince is another another net that's kind of catching my attention. He's still a little too cheap on both sites. I think he's better suited for tournaments, just given his kind of up-and-down nature. But, um, you know, I think those three nets, mainly LaVert on Fanduel. I think he'll be in pretty much – and be in in any format for me there. Um, But all three of those guys are interesting.
2: Okay. The Detroit has a, has a few injuries going on. The big one, Derek Rose being out Uh, some depth issues in the backcourt, which could lead to some Reggie Jackson. So he's been good. He's been back for five full games, five straight games, had some bad luck. There was a couple of blowouts in there that maybe limited him a little bit. He was all right. Uh, Pulling up that, the expert rankings again. This is this one was a little bit different right here. Reggie Jackson is overall ranked number two by these guys. Means he's got him number one. Dean's got him number two. No, and I have him number six. So I'm way lower on Reggie. I thought he was okay, but man, there's a there's a big chance he he busts out too. But with Derek Rose out, what's your thoughts on Reggie Jackson tonight?
3: So I do like Jackson. I think the his run was kept in check a little bit in the last game. He shot the ball horrifically. I don't think we can. Count on that to happen again. I mean, he's still kind of working his way back into shape. Um, they have Bruce Brown there, too, who saw a boatload of minutes in the last game. And I think the rotation's going to remain fairly thin. There's also some talk of the fact that they might deal Markeith Morris. They have a couple interested parties there. So that is something that could potentially happen by the time Block hits, which would open up a little bit more value in the front court, maybe make Christian Wood more interesting. But... I was on Bruce Brown on Monday, I think it was, the last time these two teams played, or that this team played. And I'm I'm right back on Brown again. I do like Jackson. Um, I think I'll have exposure to both tonight. Probably won't have any of them you know, rostered together in the same lineup. But I do find Jackson interesting. I think at his price, I certainly understand um, the, the logic behind him in really any format. So. It's hard for me to knock it, but I think I'm more kind of with you where I don't think he's maybe the best Valley play at the position, but I think he's certainly up there and a guy you can make an an argument for.
2: I'm just getting news with the Roto-Grinders app. It says Seth Curry and and Barea are officially out tonight. Does that do anything for you? that move the needle to anybody for you right there?
3: I think we talked a little bit about – DeLon Wright and Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., all three of those guys were already kind of in the GPP discussion prior to this. The Curry was questionable coming in, so we knew that there was a chance that he may not play. Uh, This news only makes them more interesting. I think it raises the floor for them in terms of minutes. Uh, It certainly makes me a little bit more comfortable in a guy like DeLon Wright that I was already trying to play. So I think this kind of – you know, these guys were already somewhat viable to begin with, but this just makes them a little bit safer and also, you know, brings the ceiling up.
2: Going over some other injuries you see up, up top here with a, a big impact rating is Mark Gasol is out tonight. That means that Ibaka, who is really, really cheap on draft, he defends, should continue to be uh, to do well. Kimball Walker and Marcus Smart were ruled out earlier today. All right, this was kind of interesting because now you could uh, – you're gonna have some people play Brad Wanamaker again, all right? So I don't have had much success with Wanamaker, but when I saw that news, the first name that popped into my head was Gordon Hayward. It just seems like a situation where maybe he he has a little bit more, a lot more upside than a guy like Wanamaker, and he could put up a big game tonight. But with those with those backcourt injuries for Boston, right there, where does that take you on the Boston side?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's really had much luck with Wanamaker unless you just haven't rostered him on the nights he have been popular. That's probably the best approach. Gordon Hayward does seem to take on more of the ball handling duties, especially with pretty much both of those lead guards out and Kemba and Smart. So I'm fine with him. This game for me, though, I as I was kind of going through the slate, no one from Boston really made it as a core play for me, um, which is a little bit odd just given that they have a fair amount of injuries, including some in the front court. We probably won't see Thice tonight which makes Ennis Cantor kind of interesting. So there's definitely some ways to go. I think almost anybody on the Celtics is probably going to be somewhat contrarian, just given that we have some teams that we'll get to in a bit that are decimated, whether it's due to injury or because of recent trades. I think some of those guys will garner more attention. So I think given the low total here, the fact that Boston and Orlando generally you know, aren't fast-paced teams that struggle on defense leading to high-scoring games, I think this will be – you know, one of the lower scoring games on the slate. But given the absence of Kemba, I think you're right that Hayward is an option. You could make an argument for Tatum as well. He's not someone that I'm making a point to roster, but if he fits at the end, uh, I don't think you have to really be wary of that. I think that he's an, a fine player to roster in this matchup. So nobody's really uh, high on my list, but there are a handful of guys here that definitely have some some intrigue.
2: Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot more news, as you can see. This, this page is filled up. So uh, get over there, guys. Take a look. We're going to talk about some of that other stuff here in a minute, game by game. Not quite game by game. We'll, we picked out a handful of games for you. But also want to remind you here, hit that like button for a chance to win that free lineup HQ tonight. Need some more likes, getting an update as we speak as to how many. We're at 120 already. So, guys, we're not that far off from uh, being halfway there. And we just started, just started the show of If you're not familiar with Lineup HQ, now is tonight is a great night to check it out. So we need to get those likes, and you can do that. So let's take a look at some games here. I have some games, not all of them, but there's a few that I think we should be going over here. I gotta refresh this page. My fault. Still got that thing up from last night, but we got a, a few games. But the first game, big, big, heavy interest in this game, massive. Atlanta, Minnesota, because not only do we have a lot of injury, we got, first off, we got the biggest total on the board, which, and it's by a, by it's, it's by a wide margin. We saw last night that Milwaukee New Orleans game had the biggest total on the board by 20 points almost. And we saw what happened there. I mean, you had to have Giannis. You almost Middleton was fantastic. Like there's a reason why a game is projected 10 to 15 points higher than any other game. It's going to be a shootout more times than not. So, we're going to get that tonight probably with Atlanta. We also have these these massive injuries. Talk to me about this uh, Minnesota side here, first of all, because if you look at the Situation Room, we've got uh, all those trades that took place last night, which, by the way, I'm, I'm really stoked on on the Rockets part of that deal right there. I really feel like they got a good deal. But uh, Minnesota is going to be very, very thin in the backcourt tonight. What is What does this do for your Minnesota?
3: So they at, at this point have no real true point guard on the roster. You could say Jordan McLaughlin, guy who's playing the G League, some is their only real option there. I still don't think he'll start. I think they'll you know roll Culver, who'll do some ball handling with the first unit. Um, you know Andrew Wiggins is capable of doing some of that. I think we'll see extended minutes for Towns and Wiggins, and they are Generally, are in the thirty-four to thirty-five range when things are competitive. But I think we could see 38, 39 even for for these guys tonight. I don't think that's a ridiculous minute projection for them, given that they're fairly shorthanded on the bench. So both of those guys' ceilings are enhanced. I think Towns is one of the best plays on the slate. Um, We have him ranked number one in premium. I think that's uh, where we should be on him. Um, So Culver was actually my sharp side lock of the day. His point total... His prop total for points is at 11 and a half. There's actually some positive juice on the over, too. You get it at plus 110. So that's my favorite prop bet of the night. I think whole play outside of Wiggins and Towns. I think he's got the best shot at playing minutes in the mid 30s. Um, and probably will do some ball handling. So they're going to need some scoring. They, you know, I've lost Napier. They have lost a bunch of backup bigs. Uh, that trade last night, I think, ended up with like 12 or 13 players in it. So, a lot of moving parts there. Um, but, yeah, Culver, I think, is probably my favorite. It's him and Levert are, are kind of neck and neck on FanDuel for my favorite value target there. Um, but he's an option, I think, in any format. And one interesting name that I don't think a ton of people are talking about at this point. I think news broke about an hour ago that this is possibility, but it's also speculation that Gorgie Jang might get a start at power forward, or they'll basically play kind of two centers. Um, we have Jang at 17 minutes right now, uh, which is a little low, unless I just haven't refreshed this in the last hour, which is possible. But um, I think if we see him with minutes in the mid-20s, that's a pretty great value with where he's priced right now. So I'm going to double check where we are on him exactly. And still at 17. So I think that there is definitely a chance. Uh, if I, there was, These were just my minute projections completely on my own. I think I have him probably in the low 20s. I think there's even room for a little bit more. So he's at minimum price on draftings, 3,500 or on Fanduel at 3,500. So if he's playing minutes in the mid 20s, we know what kind of point per dollar, what kind of point per minute upside he has. So I'm perfectly content with going there in tournaments to try to be a little different. Um, Nas Reed's also a kind of a guy who we haven't seen much of, but given the lack of depth they have in the front court, If he plays minutes in the mid-20s, he's also been a pretty solid uh, per-minute guy. I think uh, if we see Jang start, Reed's ownership will be basically nothing. So I think there's an opportunity to some leverage there in tournaments. But there's a lot of ways to go on this Minnesota team. I didn't even really touch on Okoji or Keeneland Martin, both of whom are somewhat in play. Okoji a bit stronger than Martin, if you're picking one. But there's a lot of ways to go here.
2: Yeah, you – you you hit on it. Uh, I read the same thing about Minnesota having. They've got three guys now in the front court. That's all they got tonight. Three guys suited up. They could play front court. Dang, Towns and Nas Reed. So I don't I don't suspect the rookie Nas is going to get like a ton of run. We know Carl Anthony Towns is going to get plenty of run. You never know. He could get into foul trouble. You know he could get winded. Like like. Hey man, Big T got winded. Like <laughs> it could happen to anybody. So maybe the guy gets a little needs a little break. Everyone, I think you hit on Gorgie. Dang man, he's only thirty two hundred dollars. I think that's thirty two hundred dollars on DraftKings. I think I got the DraftKings. Yeah, that's a great price tag for a guy who could get a lot of run tonight, and he's a really good per minute performer out there, swatting shots away and stuff like that. I like that one. Also, I didn't even see the Culver prop. Super jealous on that one. I think that's a money prop on sharp side tonight. If you don't know what the sharp side streak is, guys, that's what you got to download the app. You have to, <sighs> you pick a game and you push the lock button, right? So you start a streak. When your streak ends, it starts over, no big deal. But the longer your streak goes, the more of a chance you have to win. Really nice money. You get to five wins in a row. Now you start making 10 bucks per pick that you hit right. You get to 10 wins in a row. Now you're making 20 bucks perfect. On and on and on. It's a phenomenal little thing, but sharp side app. That's what you got to get. He's going culver over on the props. I like that one. I got another one I'm gonna drop for you later on that I that I saw that I'm gonna take a chance on, but for that, the Atlanta side, real quick. They're also kind of involved in some trades going on last night. Trey Young's a stud. We know that. Minnesota, whew, I would imagine they're gonna be kind of not, not just depleted in general, but their defense is probably going to take a bit of a hit tonight. I mean, when you have fewer bodies like that, you get worn out a lot quicker. How much do you like Trey Young? How much do you prioritize him tonight? And John Collins, John Collins is going to pop off the page now too a little bit tonight. So what do you think about those guys?
3: So I'm glad you asked about Trey. He's actually my favorite tournament play in general tonight. I think it's, I don't think it's going to be sneaky because I think a popular approach is going to be to have Two or three of these or these Minnesota guys and run it back with Trey. I think he's the most obvious run it back candidate. But um, I think you're pretty much dead on with the defensive issues for Minnesota. I don't know that they'll feel him a ton in the front court, given that you know it's not you know Covington's obviously him and Jang are different defenders, but um, they both provide some value on the defensive side of the ball. Covington, you know, more so. But um, I think the guards are going to have trouble. Whoever they are rolling out at guard is going to have trouble with Trey. Um, and he's got just a monster ceiling pretty much any night. And given the back and forth nature of this game, the fact that the totals miles ahead of the next closest game on a nine game slate, I think getting a piece of the Hawks is wise, especially in cash games. You're not going to be fooling anyone in tournaments. Both of these teams are going to be fairly popular regardless of kind of where you go. Um, but Trey is definitely a guy that I'm, I'm trying to jam into tournament lineups. It's kind of the, one of the first players I include.
2: Fair enough. Quick question from the, uh, from the chat for you. Do you have any core plays for the si- a single-entry guy, I guess, if, if you're playing the single-entry on fam, fan? Do, do you have a core play tonight you feel good about? I have a couple.
3: Uh, Trey is one of them, but I think the first two I would slot in, which I've mentioned already, are Levert and Jared Culver. I think both of those guys for both – I think Culver is 4K and Levert is 4.5. So given the upside that they carry at those prices, I think they're more than suitable for cash games. I'll have them rostered in every format. But those two, I think, are my core targets tonight.
2: Let's talk about another game real quick that has some injury impact. And uh, we didn't talk about it in the situation room because I wanted to save it for now. Denver is at Utah tonight. Denver was part of that trade scenario last night. They're man, listen. They're they're taking a huge hit tonight with their uh, the players that they're going to have out. Not only the guys in the trade are going to be out, which uh, provide a lot of depth for them. That that won't be there now. We've got Jeremy Grant questionable. He left last night after being questionable yesterday. I got to think he's. I would lean him more on the side of doubtful. I don't know. And then Will Barden's name popped up questionable today. So, you know, Grant Barden. We know Millsap, plum Dog is out. Michael Porter Jr. is doubtful, which means he's probably out. And, and Wancho, your boy Wancho, was involved in a trade last night. So there's no depth there at all. I mean, yeah. it's a tough matchup, but I, what, what can we do with
3: this? Yeah, there is really not much depth here. Uh, I think you're dead on with Jeremy Grant. They, I saw a quote from Mike Malone last night after the game that said that they weren't really sure what was up with him, but that he was probably more likely to sit tonight. And then when we got the injury report this afternoon, it came out that he was questionable. And I think they might just kind of be holding out hope that given the lack of depth that he kind of makes a quick recovery. But like you, I'm considering him closer to doubtful. So he's not a guy that's uh, being included in my builds and I'm kind of preparing as if he's going to sit. Nikola Jokic still has an absolutely massive ceiling here. Um, I think Kind of like Carl anthony Towns, Siokic is generally a guy that we have in the 33- to 34-minute range for projections. Tonight we have him up at 36 minutes. That's partly attributed to the lack of depth and just attributed that they need playmaking. They do have Jamal Murray back now. He played last night and is not on the injury report tonight. So he's priced down a little bit from where we generally have him at. I don't mind him as a tournament play. I think if he kind of doesn't run into any issues health-wise, he could even see his minutes extended a little bit. It's kind of a touch and go situation, given that he's fresh off of an injury. We've seen Monty Morris playing a ton of point guard lately. So I think Murray's not somebody I would even remotely consider in cash games, but for tournaments, if you want to be a little bit different, maybe even on like a late slate type of thing, I think he's uh, certainly an option. But yeah, I'm curious to see how this shakes out. Tory Craig is really another guy, especially if we see Grant sit that I'll have my eye on. He's cheap everywhere. The thing with him is if, if you can get 10, 12 real points out of him, he can clean up the glass. He's do 8-9 there. He's probably going to add some defensive stats if he plays enough. He's somebody in the punt range that I'm definitely considering. Um, when we get news that Grant will be out, which I expect to get at some point in the near future, uh, his upside only rises. So a couple options here on the Denver side, some at the high end, some at the low end of the salary chart. They are in a back-to-back, and they are in Utah, so they predictably have one of the lower team totals on the slate. But just given that they are, the rotation is a little bit different, they've traded some guys away who they won't have tonight, there is definitely some opportunity here. And uh, Craig is somebody I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Not generally. I don't know if I've rostered him at all this season, but this seems like a night where it might be viable.
2: Yeah, I think Jokic may be a popular option, and – when I, when I see this situation for Denver, a lot of guys are going to see heavy minutes for Jokic, and they're going to want to play him. I see a, I see a guy who's struggled at times with back-to-backs. He's a big guy. Uh, he's on the road, and now he's got to play a ton of minutes. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. I, I kind of may be, you know, uh, fading him. And on the flip side there, I think Rudy Gilbert goes way overlooked tonight. And he could get a he could get a hold of a smallish front court if, if Jokic can't hang in there. And he could take advantage of a, a tired, sluggish Jokic anyway. So, I think I'm eyeballing Rudy Gobert as a real good GPP play. And uh, I think I'm maybe on the fade Jokic train. How, how how fruity is that, dude?
3: I don't know, mean, I like that Rudy Gobert call a lot. I think you could be right. We could get a sluggish Jokic. He's traveling on it back-to-back. This isn't an ideal matchup for him, I don't think. So... Uh, and Gobert is really – I think his price has come down a little bit on both sides too relative to where it was last week. So I think there's a little bit of opportunity there. Um, and Gobert just given, you know, what he can do, uh, you know, points, rebounds, steals, blocks, um, definitely a ceiling there. And a 112 total for Utah, nothing to sneeze at. So I, I think he is a nice GBP player for sure.
2: Yeah, the next next uh, team I wanted to touch on was that the Golden State-Brooklyn game. We touched on Brooklyn already with Kyrie being out, but I got, I got a couple of questions here about Golden State. So uh, normally I'd be looking at a guy like D'Angelo Russell and saying, all right, man, facing, going back to Brooklyn here, I bet there's some revenge in him. He's clearly the, the lead dog on Golden State, so he can take all the shots he wants. Uh, but I have a question, man. I have serious questions about Russell tonight. They're actively looking to move him. Does that does that sway you at all as to maybe he was a cash game play now? He's, a, you know, just a GPP. Play. Does those rumors swirling around hurt hurt your uh, thoughts on Russell tonight? Does that, like, make you want to maybe shy away from him a little bit?
3: I don't know that I would have considered him anything more than a GPP play without the trade rumors. I think they are real. I don't I think there's also a chance that he doesn't get moved until the summer so i would be kind of surprised if he didn't play tonight but just given the fact that they are in talks there's obviously a chance he doesn't go there's a chance he's limited if he does but you know you kind of nailed it with he you know he's played for a bunch of different teams and a pretty young career still at this point he moved around a lot so i don't know how much the revenge thing with brooklyn really plays into it i think when he goes to la there might be a little bit more bad blood there um but none of these guys on Golden State with Russell back are really jumping out to me. I mean, if, you know, by some chance he doesn't play, then we have Alec Burks, Damian Lee coming back into the equation. But I'm not really on Russell, regardless. Even if we, you know, get sure word that he's gonna play and play normal minutes, I still don't think I'd be terribly enthralled with him. The price on FanDuel at seven seven, given his ceiling, definitely does put him in the tournament discussion. But He's not a guy, especially given the trade talks, that I'm considering in cash games.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't consider him in cash games. I uh, I thought it was a decent GPP option just just for the fact. But what I was – all right, that brings me to my sharp side pick today, which was I took the over on Draymond Green points prop. It was sitting out – man, what was it? It was something crazy like eight and a half points for Draymond tonight or something. Devin will flash it up there. But I took the over, and I, was, I wanted to lock in something – I like to lock in – some bets like that and um, be speculative buying. So maybe if Russell does sit out, maybe if he gets ruled out later in the day or by game time, now all of a sudden I've got the, the lead shot taker on that team out, and Draymond's already been playing well lately. It's a great matchup against Brooklyn. So my sharp side streak and my sharp side streak, I think, is up to three already, man. So I'm balling, man. I've hit like like what was, I hit like nine of the last ten. I just got screwed on Valachunas one night, but. But uh, I like I like Draymond to hit that points prop. It's like nine, double digits, so I like me some uh, Draymond to score some points tonight. Hopefully, I was kind of eyeballing Russell being out, but even if he plays, I think it could still get there. But you know, we'll see how that plays out. But that you know, that's where we're at in that game. I think it's interesting. I think that in tournaments, you can do, you do things like that. You you say, well, maybe Russell does get ruled out. What happens if Russell gets ruled out? Let me build a team that looks like Russell's getting ruled out and that would be Damian Lee, maybe Draymond green, put that in tournaments. It's no big deal. So uh, you got to burn, you got to burn a couple teams to try to win that big money. All right, guys, don't forget about the like and subscribe thing. Okay. Hit the like button. You get you, uh, some free lineup HQ tonight. Let me see how we're at right around the 160 mark right now. So you're getting there, man. You're climbing up, get us on that, uh, Get us on that free lineup HQ tonight. So let's take some questions real quick. Ah, This one, just just what I just hit on with Russell back, does that drop Draymond green value? Well, with Russell back, he, he doesn't play as much point guard. He's probably not as good, but I still think it's a good matchup. I still, I still think there's a a way that he, he gets – he still puts up a good game. He's actually looked a little bit more enthused lately uh, than he did earlier in the year. So I still think Draymond's a, a decent play. Your thoughts, SBK, on on Galloway. You have any thoughts on Galloway tonight?
3: No, he's never a guy I'm um, looking to roster. Uh, he needs like minutes in like the mid to high 30s for me to get excited about him. His point uh, per minute upside is generally pretty low. I think we have Reggie Jackson, we have Bruce Brown, two guys that absolutely can uh, can play minutes in the low to mid 30s. Jackson, they haven't really stretched out much yet, but. Um, there's really there would probably need to be another injury in that backcourt for me to consider Galloway.
2: It's a good question from Stephen Smith. It's a it's a question a lot of people toy with uh, when there's injuries like this. How many how many wolf Timberwolves will you play in a given GPP lineup? I mean, you know, there's there's value there, but at a certain point, do you feel like, gosh, that's just too many? They're just they can't they
3: can't.
2: I'm asking for too much. What's your what's your threshold on? on a specific team like that when there's injuries?
3: I think price dictates to a certain degree how many you can feel comfortable playing. I think the fact that we have – I mean, just the, the guys that they traded away last night, that in itself opens up a lot of, a lot of value. Towns really isn't impacted all that much. He was still going to be a strong play regardless. So I think you can kind of pencil him in there. Culver we already talked about. I think you can get to three and feel pretty good. I think at four on a nine-game slate, you're kind of going overboard. You'd probably need that game to hit double overtime, and you'd probably need to run it back with somebody on the Minnesota or on the Atlanta side. So three, I think you can feel fairly comfortable in. Towns, Culver, another value option you could think about. Wiggins, but um, you know I'm sure we'll see a handful, uh, quite a few lineups with with two to three wolves in there, and I don't think that's going to be contrarian at all.
2: So you mentioned Gorgie Dang earlier, and he's probably going to draw the star. I think he's going to get good minutes. I think, uh, I think we're both kind of up there on his minutes, and he can be good. But on FanDuel, he's center only. So do you, would you even remotely think about locking up your one center spot on FanDuel on a guy like Dang, or, or are we just going with the stud like Carl Anthony Towns?
3: I don't know, man. If he starts, uh, Jang is certainly an option at minimum price there. Uh, if he plays minutes in the mid to maybe high 20s, high 20s might be asking a lot, but he's absolutely got possible for 30, 35, even 40, if all things go right, fantasy points. If you're getting that out of a guy who's minimum price, I don't care what position you're doing that at, it's going to treat you pretty well. So I generally, on FanDuel especially, am more in the camp that I generally kind of like to pay up a little bit at that spot. And there's value in a ton of places on this slate on FanDuel, especially we've talked about LaVert, we talked about Culver, Um, some value point guard. There's generally a lot of decent mid-range power forwards. So it's, if you can find the money to spend there comfortably at other positions, uh, I think Jang is a a fine target, but I'm still a little bit undecided what I'm going to do there. I think, the Jang situation is obviously worth tracking up to lock. If we get where he starts, that makes him a much safer option. If we don't really have any word there, um, I think I'll probably end up on the high side at center. But if he starts and it sounds like he might play minutes in the mid-high 20s, I'll definitely have some exposure.
2: Do you have any thoughts on Kawhi Leonard on on
3: Fanduel? I mean, he'd be a uh, – Kind of a nice contrarian option to roll with if you did go Jang at at center. Maybe go Kawhi and Trey Young at kind of the high end. Um, he's not a guy that's on my list. Not somebody I'm making a point to roster. There's really nobody in that game in general uh, on the Clippers or Heat side that I'm terribly enthralled with. So I mean, it's he's Kawhi's obviously an option. He's just not somebody I'm you know, making a point to play.
2: Yeah. All right. So we're getting a lot of a lot of questions on FanDuel. So let's let's go over to FanDuel and take a look at some players there and maybe even throw together a single entry lineup, something we may, you know, a shell of a lineup we may have wanted to do. But let's start off by talking about the studs, the guys up top, guys like like the center position is packed. Our top three projected guys on FanDuel on Roto-Grinders tonight, all centers, Kat, Jokic and Drummond. Then you followed up with Trey Young. How are we treating the studs here, man? Uh, You already mentioned Trey Young is probably one of your favorite, if not your favorite altogether. But aside from him, how do you feel about these other studs?
3: At the center spot of the three you just talked about, I think I'll make the biggest point to have Towns in there. And it kind of feels a little strange. I know that this game in particular is going to be popular, and I generally try to pivot off. Of that popular game when I feel like I can and Drummond and Jokic absolutely have ceilings to, to match or exceed Towns so I think you can kind of just take your pick there but Towns have gone to my head if I had to pick one of these guys who's going to be the highest score at the end of the night Towns is the guy for me you alluded to the fact that I like Trey Young he's another guy that I'm going to be really trying to make a point to roster and at the high end outside of that uh, we have Porzingis at 8-7, which on this slate I guess you consider as the high end. He's another guy you alluded to the fact that you have him ranked first in um, CBR. If I was doing those rankings today, he'd also be number one for me at Power Forward. So he's another guy that I'm kind of making a point to get in there. Um, and just given the fact that we have several suitable value options at a multitude of positions, I think that you can kind of pick and choose two or three of these guys and, and not really have any issues fitting them in there.
2: Yeah, let's start putting some guys in there. Then you like Trey Young. I'm going to slide Trey Young in there, see how that works. I'll, uh, I'm will uh, i going to override you here on the center, all right? Okay. I, I like Carl Anthony Towns. I think that I've already talked about Jokic. I actually don't like Jokic as much tonight. So I'm going to let, you know, 10 or so percent of the field go ahead and maybe, maybe shoot themselves in the foot with him. But I'm going to fade that big number on Carl Anthony Towns. And I'm going to go drumming here, getting about half the ownership, matchup, on tap with DeAndre Ayton, that's a phenomenal matchup for him. And like you just said, you just there's no reason why X amount of times out of 100 games Andre Drummond can't blow away these these other two centers. You just never know. So a slide Drummond in there, man. Just because we're in a we're in a single entry GPP. Are you treating that more like cash or more like you know multi entry GPPs?
3: I'm, uh, between the two. I think I'm more close to closer to multi-entry gbps i don't like to just kind of throw a cash game in there and line up in there i think a lot of people do treat single entry gbps as somewhat of cash games they're obviously not so i try to be a little bit more contrarian in there just given that i don't think the field approaches it that same way so i think there's a little bit of an edge in that sense
2: yeah putting those two studs in there leaves us about 5800 for for the rest of our spots let's start looking at some value do you have a we talked about the Minnesota guys, Karis, Levert out there in Brooklyn. There's a there's a lot of ways to go with value. Who are, who are some of your favorites that we, we would put on here?
3: So the two I'm plugging in would be Levert and Culver. Levert at shooting guard, Culver at small forward. So Levert at 4,500, Culver at 4K. That gives us about $6,400 to work with for the last one, two, three, four, five spots. So I feel pretty comfortable with that, and we could probably end up with another guy in the 4K range here, and, and even boost that average per player up a bit more for our final four spots.
2: One guy I'm looking at probably 6,400 per player, kind of in that range, but we're not playing Carl Anthony Towns, so we got to, we need to gain a little leverage here. Let's drop in an Andrew Wiggins here. He's not he's he's cheap on FanDuel, like. If you're not playing towns, <laughs> I think you got to have Wiggins just because, uh, Minnesota, there's going to be a lot of shots to go around, a lot of minutes to go around tonight. Great matchup. Maybe it's a Wiggins game. Maybe it's, a uh, Wiggins gets a little extra run at point guard and we know that could always be good. So let's put Wiggins on there. After that, is there anybody else you're looking at that you really feel like you need to have on there? surge is cheap, you know, uh, Dinwiddie's out there without Kyrie. Reggie, we talked about Reggie. He's cheap on
3: FanDuel, 5K on FanDuel. Is there anybody else we could plug in there? So I love the Abaca call. I think he's a, a great option on both sides. I think throwing him and Porzingis into that power forward spot leaves us with 5250 for our last two spots. We talked about Jackson already at 5K. So he could pretty easily slot into that point guard spot. So I think we can probably go with the best two. I think Pure Valley is a point at power forward, which are Porzingis and Ibaka. So I think that's a good way to go at power forward. Still leaves us with some flexibility in terms of cap.
2: Guys that you could pair uh, pair alongside of Culver at small, small forward is – let me see here. So tonight, yeah, there's no LeBron. There's no, Kawhi is a power forward eligible guy. Like a lot of times small forward is real thin on FanDuel. Who are some guys you could look at? Just all kinds of ranges. You don't have to stick in that 5K range. But in general general tonight at small forward on FanDuel, who are some guys that we
3: could play? So we talked about Gordon Hayward a little bit earlier. He's 6,800. I think that's a perfectly suitable price for really any format. Uh, One guy to kind of talk about briefly that we haven't touched on is Kelly Oubre. There's apparently some discussion regarding trade with him for the Suns. I don't know why they – I don't know why they would consider that right now unless it's to acquire another pretty proven player that's going to help them basically now. So they just said they're fielding calls on them. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the interest level is, but the fact that that's even being discussed makes me a little wary of him. But that said, the $6,500 tag on Fandle is pretty solid. If we knew he was going to play his typical 35, 37 minutes, I think we'd feel pretty comfortable with that price tag given the matchup. But – Again, wanted to make sure we noted the potential trade situation that if that does happen and he ends up sitting, there could be some value that opens up there. So something to consider at this spot. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, if we stick with this same build that we have now, he's at 5'5. That would leave us at a spot where we could plug Reggie Jackson into this lineup comfortably, which would zero out our cap. And I think that's a pretty suitable lineup. We have Bogdanovich at home against what will probably be a tired Denver team. Chasing him on the perimeter might be a bit much for them. So I don't mind him at 5,500. We talked about touring Prince a little bit earlier at 49. Uh, Bridges could be an option if Oubre ends up being limited at all or gets traded. Tim Hardaway Jr., another option at 4,900. And then... Uh, Derek Jones Jr. at 41 is a guy that could play. We saw Tyler Hurrow is out, not going to play tonight. If he plays minutes in the mid to high 20s, even a shot at low 30s, he's definitely got the upside to exceed value at at that price. So uh, I kind of like the options on the cheap side of the small forward pool rather than uh, spending up here. I think Hayward's probably the most expensive guy that I would make a point to play.
2: All right. So, I'm glad you mentioned Derek Jones Jr. I got his card pulled up on roto Grinders right now. You can see those are some solid game logs. Go to the NBA rankings here today. All right. So, what I the the first one that jumps out here was uh I got I got Kings pulled up, but it's 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 a moot point. It's just So, I've got uh my first two guys or the top two guys in order. And then the third guy on the list was Derek Jones Jr., who I did not even rank. So when I see that, and I saw that earlier, like this guy's ranked number three by the other guys. I don't even have him. What am I missing here about Derek Jones Jr. tonight?
3: Well, I think it's the fact that the minutes are a little bit more clear. Um, anytime they're kind of missing some bench pieces, it's a good thing for him. It's generally a good thing for, for Um, But, yeah, just Jones with the price being as low as it is, the fact that he could very well see 30 minutes. He's got some ability to fill up the stat sheet. So at that price, uh, in a matchup where they should probably utilize him a fair amount, um, you know, I have no issues going there in really any format. I mean, you're always kind of wary of a guy like, like Jones in cash games. Um, the minutes aren't always terribly clear. It's kind of a fluid situation with the Heat generally with their bench guys. So um, more of a GBP target for sure but someone that if he, if he fits in a cash game lineup at the end, I don't think there's really you're, – you're doing too bad there.
2: Well, can we put him on this lineup? I mean, because. everybody seems to have a high opinion of I him. Mean, let's let's see where it takes. See, this is the spot in any lineup build where you get down to the last couple spots. The the 2v2 or the 3v3 is always what makes or breaks your night. I've said that before. So, this is where you got to play around with a little bit. This would get us out of the Reggie Jackson range at point guard – and up a little bit, so it'll leave us about $6,400 for point guard. Just missing out on a couple of big names, but one name it does get us if we wanted to go there is uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who's, uh, let me see, let me pull up. He is slightly lesser owned than Reggie Jackson. He gets a slightly higher projection. I don't know, is it worth it to go from like a Reggie Jackson to a Brogdon. Like Brogdon has some upside, man. I don't know how much upside Reggie has, but Brogdon has shown some upside in the
3: past. Yeah, for sure. I think the fact that Debo's back and, you know, when he's in the game is very involved offensively, I think that eats into the ceiling a little bit. But we've seen him, especially toward the beginning of the season, regularly put out 40 fantasy point nights. So the ceiling is absolutely there. The price tag does keep him in GBP range. Kyle Lowry, I would prefer to play there. We just don't really have the cap. And Chris Paul is another guy that if we could finagle some things to make it work, we'd need an extra 1K in cap to do that. But I love Chris Paul against an an inexperienced defensive backcourt, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. I think Paul should eat them alive. I think SGA is is absolutely in play too on the shooting guard spot. But um, I do kind of like, especially given – the fact that Jackson is probably going to be pretty popular. I do like the the play of pivoting off him at somebody who's comparable in price, but arguably has a much higher ceiling and a guy like Brogdon, a guy like Lowry could even probably make a case for Colin Sexton. It's not a great draw, but um, Cavs seem to have no issues letting him get shots up. They're clearly in rebuilding mode. So um, fading Jackson in tournaments, especially on FanDuel in a single entry type of tournament, I think makes plenty of sense. And there are, a handful of suitable pivots in that same general price range where you're not gonna have to sacrifice too much at another spot. Yeah, one guy that
2: you talked about earlier that fits this team perfectly would we'll leave you leave you right there at your number is Jamal Murray. Yeah. At Utah, I mean two percent owned is what I'm seeing here. He's getting a decent projection. That that could be a, a very short sighted projection too if uh if he has to carry the load tonight, he should be well rested. I mean he sat out for quite a while there. And you don't beat Utah with uh, driving to the rim and attacking Gobert. You beat them from the outside and jump shooters get hot and jump shooters win you tournaments. And Jamal Murray is a three-point guy. So that would actually – that would work. Like you said, we you, you know, that two versus two, you just finagle some things around there and, and you try to maybe get up to Chris Paul if you really love him. You can get up to Kyle Lowry if you really like him. But I like the, the, the core of that lineup. A couple studs in there. Some high upside guys don't see very many dead spots. You don't, that's the one thing you got to have when you're trying to win a tournament is not, not have any dead spots. So, uh, I like it. Let's answer some questions now for the people. Again, guys, let me see if I see. Our, our like total is climbing up. Yeah, we're, we're over 200. We're almost, we're not that far off. So, hit that like button, guys, and let's answer some questions. Uh, we, we talked about Derrick Jones. Uh, we talked about those guys. Jimmy Butler, what's your thoughts on Jimmy Butler tonight?
3: He's just not a guy I'm making a point to roster. I mean, if you want to play him in tournaments, he's certainly got the ceiling to make it work. But uh, as far as high-end plays that are on my list, he's unfortunately not one of them.
2: Another guy we haven't talked about, Paul George tonight. I, I probably have him ranked a little bit higher than than the other rankers on the expert ranking. But, uh, Paul George, do you have any interest in, especially on a site like FanDuel where – Kind of at a thin position, and you know you got to lock two of them in there. What do you think about Paul George?
3: It is a thin position at the high end, but I, I think the fact that that is the case may lead to him being a little bit more overrun than he probably should be, although it's it's kind of hard to say. There's there's so many good high-end options on this slate, but I don't know why we're getting so many questions on this game, but this is just isn't one that's kind of jumping out to me. I'm not terribly enthralled to roster George. Again, Like I get the rationale for it. He's still not priced where he probably should be for you know him playing a, a typical role. But, um, yeah, just on this slate uh, in this matchup, I'm not super excited about him.
2: You got a uh, Shea, Gildress, Al- Alexander, or Andrew Wiggins question? I, I definitely like Wiggins. I, I'm, I'm almost certain you do too. But there's something to be said for Shea, Gildress, Alexander, right?
3: Yeah, I do. Gone to my head, I'm going Wiggins there, but I think I alluded to it a minute ago with the fact that they are matched up with a pretty inexperienced backcourt. You know, SGA may end up not drawing one of those two, just given how the Thunder start. But uh, still, I mean, it's not a bad draw for him. I think between him and Paul, Chris Paul, uh, I would prefer Chris Paul to SGA as well. So, um, yeah, give me Wiggins over Gildas Alexander.
2: Another another like topic of conversation here in the chat is Drummond versus Aiden, like one on one tonight. Phoenix versus Detroit. Uh, we have Drummond in our lineup, but Aiden's significantly cheaper here on FanDuel. Also been on fire lately. If we if if we plugged Aiden in there, then that would get us that would get us up to oh man, are we that would get us your Chris Paul? So that's a good two versus two. Would you rather have Paul and Aiden? or would you rather have a Murray slash Brogdon to go with Drummond?
3: That's tough. That's a great question. I think I'd probably lean the Aiton-Chris Paul side. I don't know that the difference between Aiton and Drummond is as big as the price difference between those two. So uh, I'd go there if I have to pick one, but I do – I don't know why. I think I've fallen more in love with Jamal Murray throughout the course of this show. But uh, one quick note on him, he did only play 19 minutes last night, but they absolutely destroyed the Blazers. So that that game was basically over at halftime. They had no need to push him. I think they probably had an inkling that they might be a little on the shorthanded side tonight. I'm sure that trade didn't just pop up out of nowhere. So they might have been kind of easing him up last night to have him play normal minutes here. So in that situation, I'm going Paul Aiden, but – Man, I do I, – I'm, I'm, like, falling more in love with Jamal Murray by the minute.
2: Would you rather have Teague or Levert
3: tonight? Tyrus Levert. That's not close.
2: Not even close. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Kogi, Tim Hardaway Jr.? Do you have a lean there? or What do you think about either one of those guys?
3: Uh, my lean would be to Tim Hardaway Jr. I think the Steph Curry absence helps him a, a good deal. Okoji even when he has got an extended run in the past even with a guy like Wiggins out he's generally not that efficient of a producer you still have Towns you still have Wiggins those guys are going to eat up a ton of usage Culver is going to be more involved as more of a somewhat of a lead ball handler he's not a true point but that's somewhat of the role that he just kind of has to take on on this team as they stand currently so um, that's kind of where I'm at with that one.
2: One guy we didn't talk about, but give, give me your thoughts on Devin Booker. There's some uh, Isaiah Battles wants to, uh, wants to know about Devin Booker tonight. I
3: mean, he'd become more interesting for sure if the Oubre talks have any real juice to them and if that's something that may uh, potentially keep Oubre out of the lineup tonight. That would certainly make Booker um, a much more intriguing target. But he's kind of an option every night. I mean, he's, you know, obviously relies a bit on the jump shot. When that's falling and he's hot, he's kind of a tough guy to stop. So with Rubio still kind of working his way back, he's another guy that's kind of probably still a little bit too cheap on Fanduel. but his minutes have kind of fluctuated. He's maybe missed a game two games ago. So he's not fully back up to full strength. That does help Booker's case, I think. But, um, but yeah, Booker's certainly in the GVP discussion. Just, uh, you know, there are guys at the shooting guard spot, a few that we touched on already, and Levert, Wiggins, SGA – that um, are not priced as high and, you know, are still pretty exciting for, for where they, where they sit. So not a guy I'm making a huge point to roster. Like I said that a lot tonight, but um, yeah, he's certainly in play.
2: Guys, I'm seeing right around 275 likes. We are uh, so close to getting that free lineup HQ tonight. If you want it, let's make that last push and get it done. I'll answer some more questions for you if you, If you can get us there, we're going to answer some more questions. So I'm seeing a lot of that Minnesota stuff that we already talked about. uh, Just on a GPP
3: level, Bruce Brown
2: or Reggie Jackson?
3: Mm, I made the Bruce Brown call on Monday. It worked out pretty well. I'm going to stick with that one tonight, especially given that I think Jackson will, again, be pretty popular. I think last night or on Monday he came in with a – questionable tag which kind of made him a little bit tougher for some people's stomach but now that he's not really on the injury report um and should play a normal amount of minutes i think he'll be pretty popular and um i'd still lean toward brown he just can contribute pretty much in every area if he gives you 12 points and you know with what he adds in rebounding assists as well as on the defensive end i think he's uh he's the guy i'd want there
2: let me refresh the situation room real quick, and uh, I want to see if maybe, yeah, all right. Tyler Hero is out. We kind of glossed over him uh, not being there. Does that do anything for you in your uh, in any love for maybe a dragage? The chat wants to know.
3: So I did mention when we talked about Derek Jones Jr. I think right. that is a bit of why Jones is as appealing of a value play as he is tonight. Um, anytime those guys on that bench that that are inactive, it you know adds some uh, intrigue to the rest of them. So, yeah, Drogic is a better play. Not somebody I'm I'm trying to roster tonight, but Jones is the one guy on that heat side that I'm actively including in builds.
2: Guys, unreal. We hit the goal. We're at well over 300. So, man, if you don't have Roto Grinders Premium, you can now go in there right now. Take a look at the Lineup HQ. Build lineups tonight. You got access to it. Get in there. Look, here's the, here's the lineup we built. I'm showing you on air right now. This is the lineup we built earlier. But look at all these features. I'll go over it real quick because we only got a couple minutes left. But look, and you can sort by fantasy points right here. Floor, ceiling, RG value. That's a special little designation. And you hover over it and you'll see what it means. Smash, smash Smashpot. That's, a, that's an awesome new, new designation we've uh, put up here recently. Points per dollar is good. Ownership man, these, these single entries, these GPPs, you got to look at that ownership. Jamino does a great job updating that. Gets very accurate stuff right there. And these are just the columns I have. You go to this columns button right here and you can pick a whole bunch of different stuff to, uh, you know, eliminate or put up there, whatever you want, whatever makes you feel good. So we did it guys. You get access to that. Go ahead and play around with that tonight and and see how much you like it. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something you want to partake in in the future. So, we're just about ready to get out of here tonight, man, SBK. I need a, uh, as Dean would say, I need to know who your guy is, man. I don't care about price tags or projections or anything. I just want to know the one guy you're locking in your lineups tonight.
3: I'm going to stick with Culver. He was my sharp side lock. Uh, I think between Hem, LaVert, and Trey Young, it's pretty close. But I'll give the nod – the slight nod to Culver uh, in that respect.
2: That's what the man says, Coley. You got to you got to respect that. So guys, we appreciate you tuning in as always. We uh, if you stick around, you get Crunch Time. Don't forget your lineup HQ access for SBK. I am Head Chopper. Good luck in all those GPPs tonight, but we are out of here.